You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. I want to welcome all of you back. We're glad you're here. And um, I just want to um, start with another of the quotes from Mrs. White. The one I'm going to read is about curing diphtheria, and it helped uh, gained, gain physician confidence. This is on the right-hand side at the top. You want to know how to use the common methods, the simple remedies of water. It is a simple power, and that is so true. It is so simple, but that's the way God does everything, right? He makes it so that you don't have to get a doctorate to use it. Although my husband and I were not physicians, yet we were, we could go around when the doctor's children were cut down, four and five in the families of physicians. We never lost a case that is in diphtheria, and we used only the simple treatments. In doing this, we gained the confidence of the physicians. You can melt your way into the hearts of the worst souls, and they be converted. This is part of the entering wedge, hydrotherapy, because when you help them physically, they are so much more receptive to what else you might know. I have seen this over and over and over again. It is truly amazing, the prejudice that it breaks down, the, um, the amazing things that it does in reaching out to people. If they'll let you do it. <laughs> sometimes they're a little skeptical. But they uh, sometimes will go on your faith, your um, your enthusiasm and knowing your confidence. So that's why it's very important to feel confident doing these, practice them on well people, so that when you have a sick person, you aren't intimidated because it's amazing. You can know everything exactly how to do it, but until you've done it, it can be very intimidating, as simple as it is. I can tell you people that have been to lots of seminars but they're intimidated to do it when a person actually gets sick. They're afraid, oh, what if I do it wrong? If you haven't practiced, you're probably not going to use it when someone gets sick. So that's how important it is. You're not going to use it if you haven't practiced, most likely. Maybe on your children, but um, you need to practice it. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Ask the Lord to be with us. And by the way, when you're working with a patient, Having prayer with them and asking God to bless that treatment is very important. It gives them confidence, even if they aren't interested in God. You do ask them, may I have prayer for you? And if they say no, that's okay. You know, you can pray silently. But, um, you know, these work because God has given us these principles, and we need to ask his blessing on them. And it gives the people confidence that there's something more than just water working on them. Okay? Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for your goodness in giving us these simple, simple ways. I pray that you will help us to see the opportunities that you will bring to us to use them. 
And I pray that you will give us confidence in you to uh, move ahead with them as well. And we thank you and be with this class, Lord. May we uh, speak clearly and may we um, all have clear thinking and understanding. And we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we have just a few minutes. I'm going to finish the lecture I didn't finish yesterday. And then um, we're going to talk about what's over here, and then we'll go into today's treatments, okay? So rules of thumb. We started on these, establish the cause of illness, um, go through the new start, see what else is wrong, because if you don't correct what else is wrong, hydro isn't going to do as much, okay? Treat aggressively from the first signs. The earlier you catch it, the more effective it is. Many times you can stop it, but if you can't, you can at least cut it the time down of the illness. Never overstep your comfort zone. That's why you want to practice beforehand so that your comfort zone is bigger than it is right now. Not just in going to a seminar. A seminar is easy to go to and you can know everything, but you need to practice it before you do it on a sick person. I've had, I don't know how many people tell me, well, you know, I forgot, or I wasn't thinking, or, you know, I, I, I didn't know if it would work on this, or I didn't know what to do, you know? Experience is what will give you confidence. Never treat beyond the patient's tolerance. If you're giving them a uh, hot and cold or whatever, and it's much colder than they can tolerate in the shower, they're probably not going to let you do a second one, okay? So you do try to encourage them in the right direction, but you do have to work somewhat with their limitations. Use consistent communication. Let them know what you are going to do. This is not a surprise attack. I, every time I hit them with cold, they know ahead of time that the cold's coming. Even though they know technically that it's coming, I do it just before I hit. And, you know, they can cooperate then with you. And if they get an idea that it's supposed to be torture or whatever, and you know, ask them, how do you feel? And that's another thing. When you ask them how they feel, they think it's supposed to be miserable oftentimes. They think it's supposed to hotter the better, right? They can let you burn them, and they'll say everything was fine. So a little trick. When they are, when you, instead of saying, um, is it okay or is it, you know, they don't know what okay is. So you say, um, is it stinging? And if it's stinging, it's too hot. They know what stinging is. And so use words that are more descriptive than it is it okay, is it too hot? They don't know what too hot is. Okay. Be observant of their reactions, words and expressions. Because you can say, is it too hot? And they'll say, oh, no, it's fine. But they're lifting it up off their chest or they're squirming or they're, you know, it's too hot. It doesn't matter how many towels you have to add, what you have to do, you don't want to burn them. And so you, you respond to that even though they said it's okay. Okay. Use caution when applying treatments to patients with nerve or circulation impairment. That would be like a diabetic that has neuropathy. Anytime you treat a diabetic, you should treat them as if they have uh, neuropathy because they may not know they don't. They may not know that they have neuropathy. They can't feel. So um, any nerve sensation loss because they can't tell when it's too hot. So we always say when you're treating a diabetic, you treat milder and 
um, you with a foot bath, you don't go over um, 104 degrees, and that's not real warm. Um, but you're not going to burn anybody at 104, no matter if they can feel it or not. Okay, so um, or vascular disease, um, someone who has lymphedema. Uh, actually, it's probably not good to do heat on someone with lymphedema with their legs all very swollen because the, the reason their leg is swollen is because the fluid is coming out of the blood vessels into the tissues. And if you give them hot, you're going to pull more out and the body isn't able to bring it back in. So if their feet are swollen, you probably shouldn't add. I mean, you could do, you know, warm very mildly, you know, because they take a shower, you know, but... Um, not very warm, you know, just mild treatment and not, you know, emphasize more the cold than the hot. Use caution when using hot or cold applications on infants and the elderly. Infants, their nervous system is not fully developed. Um, elderly, their immune system is declining. And so they may not be able to respond in the way that the body is meant to do as well, or they may not know if it's burning or whatever, so um, be careful with that. If you don't know what treatment to do, do a hot foot bath, except like if they have swollen feet. That's probably the one exception. But the wonderful thing about hydrotherapy is that many treatments do the same thing. If you only have a bucket and some warm water that you have to heat over a campfire, that's good enough. That's probably going to take care of majority of the problems. There, there are treatments that are much more effective for lung congestion or whatever, or for, um, you know, pneumonia, hot and cold to the chest. But a hot foot bath will be good. So that's a good basic one to do. Hot and cold, probably. Um, ending treatments with cold. Uh, some of this I'm going to skip over. It's, it's made for if you're working in an institution type thing. When you're doing a treatment, um, you want to think and plan ahead. Assemble everything ahead of time. Because one thing you're going to find is the treatment will be much more comfortable and more effective if you are quick with your changes. You don't ever want them to be cold. We'll talk about that as we do this, this demonstration especially. But get everything you have because what if you don't have something? Well, it's better to know and plan ahead what you're going to do in place of that before you start rather than get in the middle of the treatment. Oh, dear, what are we going to do? We don't have, you know, whatever. Stay within calling distance of your patients because it can be fine. if you And then if you leave the room and all of a sudden it's too hot and they may not be able to get off of it if they're laying on something hot. Don't be too talkative. This is not the time for you to talk. If they want to talk, that's fine, and you can respond. But this is their time, and it can be stressful if they think they have to keep up a conversation. And this is a relaxing time, okay? So do not talk, and you never have a problem when you're doing a uh, hydrotherapy. You have no problems, no issues in life, right? They are not your, your psychiatrist. You do not talk to them, especially about your problems. If they want to talk about theirs, which they probably will, but you have no problems. Okay. Observe the effects of the treatment. That's especially if you're going to be charting on it. Um, 
make hot and cold changes quickly to prevent chilling. You don't want them to, you know, you don't want to take the hot off of their chest and you, in the meanwhile, okay, let me bring out my mitts. That's freezing. They're wet. They're, even if you just took off hot, it will chill them because it's, it's very wet. So you want to wring your mitts, get everything ready, and then take off the hot and go with the cold. So make changes quickly and then cover them up immediately before you take off your mitts or whatever you're going to use. Okay, pick up as you work, keep a neat area. Um, explain the procedures. We talked about that. Communicate often. You must, the patient must be warm before starting a treatment. Sometimes people think that these are torture. And so if they are cold, it is torture. Now, a heating treatment, they can, they can heat up in the treatment. But if it's, if it's, you know, got some cold involved, you know, make sure that they're, when cold hits them, that it's comfortable. It's not miserable, okay? No unnecessary exposure. Only uncover the parts that you're dealing with, not only for modesty, but for uh, comfort, um, because they will chill. One time I was on one of these wonderful Zoom calls we've all had lately. I was instructing someone to do hydrotherapy, and they had been running around working, you know, just working up a sweat. And the person, so they just thought this was hot, so they didn't cover the patient. After they uh, did a cold, they thought, boy, they probably need a... And I says, now, you need to cover the patient. And they says, oh, really? It's hot. And I says, well, ask the patient. He says, yes, it was a man. Yes, please cover me. They were cold. They were sweating. So you need to cover it unless they, you know, but really you need to cover them. They should be comfortable at all times. If they are not, do something to make them comfortable. Okay, um, keep the patient warm and keep their head cool. The head does not like to be hot, and they will tolerate everything much better with their head cool. So you don't have to put it on before they're heated up, but as soon as they start heating up in any way, you need to put something cool on their head. Uh, dry thoroughly, the toes, underarms, that kind of thing. The treatment reaction should be complete. Don't let them get up and run off to work or whatever. They need to have time to rest afterwards, and that's part of the treatment. Okay? So in your handouts, you have something about um, signs of serious illness. There are times when you can do everything you know to do in home remedies, but you may need to get medical help. These are some guidelines to know when that is. Number one, if you don't feel comfortable with what's happening, you need to get medical input. It doesn't mean you need to do everything the medical says, but you need to find out what you're dealing with. You may be dealing with something more than you thought. It may not just be the common cold or whatever. So these are some guidelines. And most of these are changes, severe pain, um, that you can't relieve with hydrotherapy. Everything you're doing isn't relieving any of the pain, okay? Inability to talk. Now that's, if they couldn't talk before, well, you know, that's just a continuation. But if they become unable to talk. 
that's a sign of something more serious. Convulsions that they did not have before. Uh, rapidly worsening condition. In spite of what you're doing, they're getting worse. You need to get medical input. A high fever, at least over 103. But again, anything you don't feel comfortable with. Low body temperature, below 97. Now, if that's normal for them, that's fine. But something that you can't bring up, and they're chilling, and that kind of thing. Prolonged chilling, with or without shivering. That you can't, you can't seem to warm them up. Extreme sleepiness or even coma. Again, this is a new thing. Frequent fainting or loss of consciousness. Marked weakness or prostration. They can't sit up anymore. Obviously, this is something that has uh, progressed to that. Severe persistent vomiting or diarrhea. There is a lot you can do, but if everything you're doing is it's not making a dent, um, then you probably need to get help because when you have diarrhea or vomiting, it disturbs your electrolytes, and you can it can be life-threatening. So there's a lot you can do, but, but um, if it's not working, get help. Wheezing or very difficult breathing. And if they've had this before, they will know when they need to go to the doctor. I had um, a person that we were, we were doing a seminar someplace, and this person had an asthma attack, and she wanted, she wanted to just do hot packs. And I was like... Okay, I says, but you tell us when you need, because she had this many times, and we just did hot packs for 45 minutes, and I says, You're, how are you doing? Are you telling, you know, you tell us when you need to go. Pretty soon it subsided, but it was a little nerve-wracking for me, but she did not want to go. She says, I want to do this this way, and she was comfortable with that, so. Um, weakness or paralysis of the face, arms, or legs, obviously if that's a new thing, not if they've had it previously. Pain in the heart area, coughing or vomiting of blood, uh, prolonged or heavy menstrual bleeding. They can, um, you know, lose, become anemic and that kind of thing. Blood in the urine or the stool. And what color is blood in the stool? Black. If it's red, it's coming from maybe a hemorrhoid or something. That, but the, when it's in the stomach or further up in the digestive tract, it becomes black as it comes out because it's it's partially digested, okay? Painful urination, a growing lump or mass. The next part, I'm, I'm not going to really go over very much. You have it on the page there. Questions about the illness to know before you call someone for medical help. Um, when the symptoms began, how severe is the symptom? Put it on a scale of 1 to 10. You know, it's an 8 or it's a 3 or whatever. Does it come and go with severity? Is the symptom localized or generalized? Is it just on their left arm? Is it all over their body? Where is it? Does the symptom radiate out from a central point? What time of day is the symptom most prominent? Is it worse when they get up in the morning? Is it worse when they go to bed? Um, that kind of thing. What makes the symptoms get worse? What makes it get better? When they're laying down, they feel better. When they stand up, they're lightheaded or whatever. Uh, what has the person done to seek relief? Have they taken aspirin? Have they taken ibuprofen? Have you done hot and cold? What's, what has happened? Is the symptom relieve, related to any body functions such as eating, sleeping, menstrual cycle, bowel or bladder excretions? Often some of these will uh, affect how they feel. Um, the next, we're going to just spend a couple minutes on this. 
This goes along with practicing ahead of time. You also need to have things available. Um, and we like to recommend that you have a hydrotherapy kit. And you can make this up at home. There are many ways to do it. This is one that I inherited from my mother. It has a lot of little pockets and zippers and you can put in thermometers and throw compresses and wash rags and all kinds of things in all these little pockets and zippers. And it, you can just pick it up and carry it. You may need to carry a foot bucket as well or something, but you know, know where your things are that you're gonna use. Because, even have sheets and things in there. Because um, when you go to a sick person's house, they may not have done the laundry for a while. They're sick. Um, there are all kinds of reasons why they may not have any clean towels or sheets or whatever. So bring your own stuff. Um, this is another thing a lot of people like to um, use a tote. They have everything in here, they can just pick it up and go. And then you wash the towels and put them right back in. You just have things ready. Now this lovely cabinet is belongs to Vicki. During the pandemic she got four thermophores, and she would loan them out to sick people and with instructions. She had instructions. And then she had all the things she needed, and she had a steam kettle there that is, is bigger than it looks, because she could cook the, steam them in there. We'll talk about that in a little bit. She had all her towels, and she had an ice bag, you know, all these things. She knew right where they were, even a blanket there, everything nice and neat where she knew she could reach it. And then literature that she could share with them, because remember, this is the entering wedge. You can have health literature, and um, then along with some spiritual literature as well. And you know, what I'm gonna show you this morning, if my patient will come up, your turn. Um, I'm not too sure about this. <laughs> okay. Wait, before you do, I guess I, I need to wait just a minute. I gotta get everything ready. Sorry, you can sit down for just a minute. But now you, now you see why I'm not too sure. <laughs> and now I lost what I was gonna say. Um, yes, get everything ready. And if you're doing it in a bed, it's good to have a sheet, a plastic sheet. Or this is a shower curtain, or you can use a, um, this is a large garbage bag and you just open it up and you can use that in the bed because you don't want to get their bed wet, especially if they're being in the bed, you know, and you could easily do that. But since we're just, this is a dedicated bed, we're not going to use that right now. Um, but there was something else I was going to say, but I can't think of what it was. So it'll come to me later. I'm going to show you fomentations on the chest and I'm, I'm going to show you with a hot foot bath and everything. But in reality, when I get sick, I do an abbreviated treatment. I have an ice thing right next to me, and I have a thermophore on my chest. And that's what I use. And I put it on, and then I wring it out and do my cold. And then I put the heat, you know. You can do it yourself. So, And they're actually, I saw recently a video online. I'm going to have to share that with you, of, of this man that was teaching how to do all kinds of hydrotherapy treatments to himself. 
amazingly. I mean, I thought, wow, you'd have to practice that quite a while to do it on yourself. It was pretty impressive. Okay, so actually, before you come up, hon, I think I'm going to go over the PowerPoint just briefly. An application of moist heat by means of a fomentation pad, or sometimes we call them foamies, or thermophore to a body part. Now, that's basically what fomentations is. We're going to combine that and a cold mitten friction. And I always think of them just as one treatment, but technically I guess they're separate treatments, but, so we're going to do several. So, as far as a fomentation, um, there are a, a lot of ways to use what we call a fomentation. Um, usually, we say that they're 50% wool, 50% cotton, or a thick towel, and it needs to be a cotton towel. A polyester one won't hold the heat. Um, or a thermophore. So these are different things that you can use. Um, when you use 50% wool and 50% cotton, the wool keeps the heat. The cotton keeps the moisture. Okay, so that's why it's a good combination. It's a very effective combination. A thick towel is not going to hold the heat as well. Um, thermophore does well, and really, that is one of the simplest things to use nowadays. You can take it anywhere if they have electricity, maybe not in Africa in a hut, but you know, you can use it about anywhere. And there is a, a group called Hydrotherapy Hub that is starting. We've done a few classes, but it's going to be a lot of resources for hydrotherapy, and they're going to have fomentation pads available for sale on there. Um, they don't yet, but in a few months, just keep your... I'll give you something in a minute about that. So when do we use fomentations for local congestion or infection? Um, as a heat source, you know, like for the fomentations, we could do a hot tub bath or a hot and cold shower, and that's good. But when it's the lungs that is a problem, it's very good to do it specifically, a localized treatment just for that. It's more effective. Um, sleeplessness and nervousness, you could use it for that. Muscle spasm or tension or spasm, it helps draw blood to the area and relax the muscles. But don't leave it on for indefinite times. People, that, when they have backaches, they tend to just sit on a hot pad. Well, that is going to, in the, in the long run, it's going to make it worse. Because remember when Rich talked about how when you open up the blood vessels, but the, the blood flows slowly? Well, that's what happens. All the blood flows into that area, but it stagnates there. And so then you're going to get congestion of the blood in that area. So it feels good initially, but unless you shunt it out, it's going to just get stagnant and you're going to get worse. So when you have back pain, I say don't leave it on for more than five minutes and then at least take it off. And let, even if you don't do cold, let, the, let things normalize and the blood vessels go back. Joint or nerve pain to warm tissue for massage or cold treatment increases the circulation and promotes healing because it stimulates the circulation and that stimulates the immune system. Okay, these are just some of the equipment that you will need. Um, towels. Now, this leads me, it has a microwave there, and that's one way of heating them up. That's a very simple way. For all of these ways, you soak whatever fomentation you're using, whether except a thermophore, obviously. Um, 
you you either soak th uh, them in water and wring them out, or sometimes fomentations can be really hard to wring out. I'm not really good at that. Put them in your washing machine and put it on the spin cycle for just not very long, because it can get them too dry, and then they don't hold the heat very well either. So, you know, just put it on until there's no more dripping. So that's a very easy way to wring, out, wring them out. Um, so using the microwave, you take a fomentation, if this is a wet one, of course, and you roll it loosely, and I'm going to put it in a grocery bag, and um, put it like this, put it in the microwave for um, the first time, usually three minutes or, or maybe four, kind of check it. But let me tell you, when this comes out, it is very hot and you will get burned, okay? So what you do is you just set it down and you let the steam out and then you just kind of flip it out like that onto something, not onto the patient. <laughs> onto some other area. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, and then onto the towel. Then you put it onto the towel and wrap it in the towel, and that keeps the heat there, and it's also a barrier between that and the person, because you don't want this to touch their skin, because then you have to wash it. So you always, you never put any of your instruments right on their skin. So you put that there, and my husband loves to fold towels very carefully. He folds them in thirds, so he has two-thirds down, and then we'll put one more third on top. And if it's real hot, you might want to put two layers between them and the skin. If it's not that hot, you can put only one layer, depending on which side you want to use. Okay? Now, another way of heating is, uh, now when you reheat in the, in the microwave, you only need to do it like two to three minutes, depending on the microwave, but you'll know how, how it is. For the oven method, you would roll them, get them wet the same way, and roll them loosely, and then you um, wrap them in foil and put them on a cookie tray. You'll have to do all of them at the same time. Or recently, I saw someone do this where they spread them out on a cookie sheet. I've never tried that, but um, usually you have to uh, do it, you know, at least 30 minutes at 300 maybe as much as, you know, more than that, 50 minutes, I think it says, but um, just so they're nice and hot, and then you just take one out at a time, okay? Um, the next way that you can do this is a canning kettle method. If you have a canning kettle, these good old, I love these, and they have a rack in the bottom. Turn it upside down. And then you're going to steam these. You're just going to put in, you know, water below the rack level. And then you stack your fomentations in there. And um, I, I like to, uh, that one goes in the way I roll them. And then I'll crisscross them. And that, that way that you want the steam to get in and do the whole the whole thing. Okay? Now I'm going to use this to tell about the next method as well. Boiling water method. You don't have to have a kettle this big. You can just have a kitchen kettle. 
But what you would do is, is um, if you just have a towel, fold it in half lengthwise, and then fold it in half again so that it's like this. And I'm going to boil water in here, and I'm going to dip it in, and then I'm going to start twisting until I wring it out because you can't touch it. It's too hot. Okay, you just keep twisting and twisting until it... Um, it is all wrung out. You don't want any dripping. That's the main thing. No dripping. That's miserable. Okay? So, um, okay, so basically we're going to heat it in one of those ways or use a thermophore. Um, and when you use a thermophore, again, you don't want this touching their skin. I always keep mine in a pillowcase. And thermophores are like a heating pad, but they take moisture out of the air. I have no idea how they do this. But that's what they do, and that's the value of them. And they have a special cover. And this cover actually somehow helps that. I'm not sure how. But you need this outer flannel cover. And you can wash the outer cover. But it's better to not have to wash this every time. Just put it in a pillowcase. And then you still use the towel and everything to protect the patient. But the pillowcase, uh, just keep a pillowcase on this is the best, best way to do it. It can get very hot. Well, now I should say, this can get very hot. It continues to get hotter and hotter. And that's why it has a safe, most of the old ones have a safety mechanism where you have to hold it on so that if the person goes to sleep, your hand relaxes and this automatically goes off, okay? Now in the store, we have a table of things for sale and we have uh, some, uh, they have a new kind, it's called Max Heat. And it doesn't have a thing that you hold, it has a timer and after 20 minutes it will automatically go off. But really, in 20 minutes, I think you could burn yourself, if you're laying on it especially. Um, so I, I'm careful about the way I would use that one. But the classic ones have the, the thing that you, have, you hold on. The Max Heat have the timer. So because they're, they're even more, they're much more effective than a normal heating pad. Because moist heat is much more um, hot. Than, than dry heat. I mean, you've experienced that in humid weather versus dry weather, okay? So you want to um, make sure you're careful when you use that, but they're very, they're very easy, wonderful way to use. And it takes longer to heat it up, so the first time you put it on, you know, you can't say, oh, three minutes, it's all, they may not be real hot by three minutes. So, you know, the first time you heat it up, you wanna maybe do it at least five minutes, you know, start from when it's warm. And the nice thing about using those, too, is when it starts getting too hot, they can just relax. They can just turn it off for a while, okay? So it's very convenient. But when you're doing it with fomentations, you're probably going to need at least two, and three would be even better, but at least two, okay? So usually, to make the treatment even more effective, we put one in the bed, and... Um, so I'm going to just, I'm going to put one down here in the towel. <clears throat> this is all piping hot. 
And since I'm going to put it on their back, which they're going to be laying on, which is going to intensify the heat, I'm going to put two layers up. And they may need more layers than that if it gets hot. Because um, it, you know, the pressure on it, and they're on it a long time. So it can, it can get very hot very easy. So before the patient gets there, you put the plastic down. Then you put the, uh, if you're going to do the hot on the bottom as well on their spine, you put that down. And then you have your foot bucket in place. And it's good to have a towel down under the foot bucket, especially if it's in the bed. And why would that be? Okay, because you don't want a wet bed. So you're going to put it like this, and, and it's good to have, it's hard to find sometimes, but you need a bucket that's going to be uh, above the ankles. And that doesn't sound like very much, but sometimes it's hard to find a, a bucket that is, is tall enough. Um, so this one is, it will come up above the ankle on most people. So then we, we have put, this is nice warm water. I already have it there ready for them. And um, so I think we're ready. Oh, and then we're going to have ready a, a pan for our, um, this is cold, ice water. It can have ice cubes in it. And we're going to have um, a washcloth in there because we're going to uh, put it on their forehead when it gets too hot. And we're going to have either mitts that I'm going to use or a hand towel. A hand towel can be used very effectively. And that's what we're going to do our cold mitt and friction with. Um, now mitts, I just want to tell you that at Hydro Hub, they are just starting to sell mitts if you want to buy them. They're very nice mitts, um, and you, what you do is you go online and order them for here at camp meeting, and then we, we have them here. We can't sell them, but we have them here, and we can give them to you if you purchase them online. And this is what they look like if you want to look, look at them. And, they, and you can come and get one of the cards here that tells you where to go for it and all that. Okay? So our sick patient is going to come and lie down. I think I'm ready this time. I think so. And we're obviously going to do this dry. <laughs> With clothes on. Now, you want to help them in and, you know, let them know this is hot. And if it gets too hot, let you know. A little too close, he says. Okay. And actually, um, you want them, you want them, um, don't put your feet in yet. You want them yes, in as little clothing as possible. They can have their underwear on, um, and, but you want them basically not in their pajamas or anything because it'll all get wet somehow. So normally you actually, to help modesty, you would um, you know, keep this between you and them. Never mind that the seat, sheet is almost see-through. <laughs> it's fine when it's on. But um, if you keep that between them, let them lay down, and you keep that between them, and you lay them down. Okay, now you help them. You notice he didn't put his feet in. Right, I told him not to. I'm going to help him because this way, if it's too hot or something, it's all of a sudden gotten too hot or whatever, it doesn't do that. But still, it's a good idea to help them. You can go ahead and put your feet down in. 
Okay, how does that feel? It's a little on the toasty side, but it'll be all right. Are you sure? Yes. You want me to add some cold? No, no. no. Oh, okay, okay. Sometimes it is true because your feet are cold, and so it it seems like it's a lot hotter. Okay, but sometimes if they just dip their foot, but ask them if they want some cold. You don't want to make it too hot, but it does cool down quite rapidly. And throughout the treatment, we will um, add hot water to this. You know, I'll say, you know, how does how do your feet feel? Because it's amazing how fast it cools down. And when you when you do change the water, you um, have them either lift up their feet or put them to one side, and then you pour the water in and run your hand there and stir it in so that they don't put their feet down and it's burning all of a sudden in that one spot because you've poured all the hot water in one spot. So you swish it around. How does that feel? Mm, <laughs> okay. Okay, so now... Um, oh, and by the way, this bed is so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This guy isn't really sick. He's too feisty. <laughs> and remember, when people are sick, they can be grumpy, they can be, um, you know, and they don't know what to expect. So, you know... You need to be proactive in teaching them. Okay, we're going to use a fomentation pad here. It's all nice and steamy hot. Or you could use the thermophore, especially on the top. It's really easy. Okay, now so you can just put this here, and then you pull the sheet down. Okay. And... It's nice to have a timer. We, we have a timer in our kit, but if you're using a microwave, the microwave is kind of your timer. You know, when it's done, you hear it ding. It's been three minutes. You know, you can leave it there until you get it ready. I mean, until you're ready, but um, the list in your, you have the list of things to put in your hydro kit. In fact, you have two of them, if you notice. I guess that's to share with a friend. <laughs> So, we're going to leave this on three minutes, and um, he's nice and comfortable. One thing I might tell you is that if you do not do the foot bath and they have their legs straight, it's not comfortable to lay on your back for many people without having your knees bent. So you can put a pillow under their knees, or sometimes... Um, well, if they're laying on their stomach, you put a towel, a, even just a rolled up towel or a pillow or something under their ankles. And that will really, it, it uh, makes the back more comfortable. So, okay. So we're going to say this has been on for three minutes. And we are going to use, um, I'm going to use the mitts. I'm going to show you how to use the mitts. The towel can be used very effectively as well. Um, so I'm going to wring them out, you don't want them dripping, and I'm going to put them on. Oh, and I have my, my other hot pack already here, okay? So I'm going to use the thermophor for the second one, just to show you how I have it all heated up and plugged in and everything, okay? So I'm going to um, 
Bring my mitts out. Yes, that's a good point. You don't want the overhead lights on. Can you turn this one out? You know, you're not, it doesn't bother you because you're not laying down. They're laying down and looking straight up at it. So I've got these wet and wrung out, and I have my new hot source right there. I'm going to lift this off, and I'm going to, here comes the cold. I'm going to rub, and it feels good. They're hot, remember? And then I'm going to flip my mitts. The back side of my mitts is still cold. I've warmed up the front part that I was using. So if you flip them around, then you have cold longer, okay? Then I have my towel here. By the way, it feels good for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like putting it on a cold body. It's, it's heated there. Okay, so then we're going to um, dry this real good. And then I'm going to put my, leave the towel on there until you have your, your next source of heat, okay? Take this one away. And... Sorry, we will cover them up, not their head, but... Okay, now I put these back in the ice. Are you warming up? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put my ice cloth on his forehead. And if it won't stay on their forehead, you can put it around their neck or something. But it usually stays when they're laying down. How are your feet? Okay. So, you're kept busy. I mean, this is not a treatment that you're just laying around or sitting around talking. Because, you know, every time you need to think, how's this? Is it too hot? I know. Is it stingy on your back or on your front? The uh, back is a little stingy. Okay. Well, I'm going to take care of that first. That will burn. The feet will not. So, I am going to put another towel. Now, if they can sit up, they can't, they can't really roll over because their feet are in there. But if they can sit up or even just, yeah, rolling over a little bit. And even running your hand over breaks the moisture barrier. And if you don't have a towel right there, just go ahead and run your hand under it and that will help until you can get a towel under. And it doesn't matter how many towels you have to use. If it's too hot, you keep putting them on. Okay? And usually there'll be one side that's hotter than the other or whatever. So now we're going to do his feet. I think we already did this. We showed you how once. Put his feet to the side. Okay. You can put them back in. Okay. Now, you do this at least three times, and you end with a cold. Can everybody see even though we have the lights out? He says you can turn the lights on if people can't see. Yeah. Okay. He'll just close his eyes. <laughs> Okay, but that is a good point to remember. Lights have soft lights. You know when you go to a massage therapist, have you ever noticed they have soft lights? I always think that's depressing for them if it were me. But they're doing that for their clients because their clients are laying and looking at the, at the ceiling. Okay, so the last time we're going to do this, we're going to do a total body cold mitten friction, Okay. So I'm what I do is I usually, I have a pattern that I use. And if you do this often, you should work up a pattern too because some, you can do it mindlessly then, okay? I always do the arm nearest me, then I do the arm on the other side. Then I do the chest, and then the top is done. And then I, do, I, I put cold water on their feet, 
and dry their feet, take the water away. Then I do the leg nearest me, and then I do the leg furthest from me. And then I have them either roll over or sit up, and I do the back. Okay? So that's just a logical progression for me that I can, I can, if I know I'm doing that arm, I know exactly where I am in the progression. Okay? So I'm going to at least do one side, just so you'll see. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to um, get a towel and put it under the body part. I, I don't always do that, but it's a good idea. It keeps the bed from getting wet. That way, you know, you can, uh, you won't get the bed wet. So I'm going to leave him covered until I am completely ready, and I will take it off with my mitts or my towel. I'll use the towel this time so that you can see how to use a towel. So I'm wringing my towel out. I've got it all um, wet, and I'm going to uncover his arm now, and I'm going to say, put your arm straight up in the air, okay? And I'm going to do long, smooth strokes and do the armpit because they're sweating. Do the armpit, the hands, and then you can kind of flip it around. Do it again. Hopefully you won't flip them in the face. Like you just did. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to get a towel and I'm going to dry him real good. And um, if you do this real hard, it can be abrasive to the skin because it takes the top layer of skin off. And if you have a question about that, look in the water afterwards, and it's all soapy, and that's from the skin that has come off. The first time you do it. If you do these repetitively, you won't get that. But the first time, you take off the first layer of skin, and the water is soapy. Now I'll do this one, okay? I just did that one. Take this off of his forehead. By the way, you would replace this every little bit if it, you know, because it gets, if he's really hot. Okay. Now I'm going to use my mitts again. I really like using mitts. And um, I'm going to, they're all wrung out and cold, okay? Here comes the cold. They'll take a nice deep breath. Flip my mitts and do them. And yeah, you're supposed to do cold for 30 seconds. Or a minute. He has he, he likes to do a minute. He's he's aggressive. Okay, this is a little harder to dry and she, on the and she's rather wimpy. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's the way I do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not wrong or right any way you do it. But that's, for me, I can even start on this while this is still doing the last three minutes. I mean, you wouldn't want to do it too much ahead of time, but, you know. So, you know, this would be really good for especially a lung congestion thing, pneumonia, COVID-19. Um, a hot and cold shower is a real general thing. It's very good for a total body treatment. That's also good for, um, for COVID-19 or any cold flu that's coming on, anything you want to stimulate the immune system for. Yes, it is good to use a blanket. Um, that's, that's a good point. It's nice to use a blanket, especially if, if you know they're cold or something, but using a blanket. 
And I've, another thing I didn't mention was, instead of wrapping it in a towel, many times people use a wool wrap, and then you put a towel against their skin because wool doesn't feel good. But a wool wrap will keep the heat in better. When, I, when I'm doing these all the time, I always keep my towel that I'm going to dry everything with right here. Because especially if you have white sheets and white towels and everything, that towel can get so lost and you don't know what you're pulling out. And um, so I always try to keep it right here. I can reach it from down here and I can reach it from up here and it's always right there. This is my drying towel, okay? So now I'm going to finish off the feet. Now we're going to put cold water. Would you like to lift your feet out of the water just a little bit? And we're gonna pour cold water over this and they sometimes will jerk. Okay, then we take the water away and put your feet down and then you dry the feet right there on with this towel and because you don't want them to be cold between the toes that feels so good when you're the patient okay we're going to dry everything off and then we're going to have him put your legs down now to do the legs um, there are a couple different ways what I usually do is I, the leg I'm going to do, I say, bend the leg closest to me. And I just take the sheet like this, and this leg is still covered up. Make sure the feet are covered too. Okay? And then I have my mitts all wrung out. Sorry. <laughs> okay? You want to do long, smooth strokes. Here comes the cold. That feels much better than, than short little strokes and you do the whole thing. Sometimes they're just sweating here. You know, they've been getting it from the back, the front, the feet, everything. They can sometimes just be wet. Okay? And then we're going to dry them thoroughly. Again, long, smooth strokes feels better. Okay? Now another way of doing it, I've seen guys do this. I don't do this. But guys do this. I'll do it on this one. They have them put their leg up on their shoulder. And then they just go like this. It's nice, but, you know, a leg can be kind of heavy. <laughs> so however you like to do it, those are two good ways. Okay? So now, if they are elderly and can't roll over, um, I mean, they can't sit up. You would have to usually help most people sit up but because their legs are straight and everything. Um, so you can either have them just sit up or you can um, lift this up and say, roll towards me. Because if they roll towards you, you're there to keep them from rolling off the bed if they get a little close, okay? So then they just roll over and, and you... Actually, I think you hold it over here. That's right. You hold it over here so that they can turn this way and they won't get tangled up in the sheet. Okay? Usually, usually it's nice just to let them go to sleep right there and at least half hour, but an hour. if they can, You know, when people are sick, you don't just do a treatment, okay, now go back to work. It's better if they just stay in bed and rest till they wake up and they don't have to go to work. Okay? So, yes, I have one minute. Okay, we're going to have you sit up since you're nice and healthy, okay? <laughs> okay, 
We're going to do his back. I didn't. Even, I don't even have my things ready here. Not a good therapist. Okay, here comes the cold. Do this just like you did everything else. Okay. And then just let them lay down and rest. Just make sure they're really nice and dry. Take away the heat. That's another good point. Okay. Father in heaven, we are so thankful again for your special um, instructions in these areas. And we pray that you will bless every person here as they go out to do these treatments on well people and as you bring sick people to them, Lord. Bless them, bless their hands, help them to remember. In Jesus' name, amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.